0: Welcome to the Exalted Entrepreneur Show, a podcast made for entrepreneurs who think way outside of the box and have their hearts set on cosmic heights. Free thinkers, the edge walkers, and the change makers who came to upgrade business from the inside out. In this show, you'll learn to speak in energy and see yourself as the star you are so you can build your sacred business around your truth, making massive waves and wealth by being you. With you as always, I'm your host, Daphne Romanoff, progressive shamanic astrologist and multi dimensional business coach. Buckle up, check your pre existing beliefs about astrology, business, money, and who you are at the door, and let's rock. Hello, everyone. Blessed full moon. I am so excited for this episode and for this season finale. (laughs) It really just occurred to me as soon as I opened my eyes this morning that this would be the perfect episode to wrap up the first season of the Exalted Entrepreneur Show with because this is the final full moon before we start a new cycle next month. Actually, this month. It's already March. Um, (laughs) This month, we have um, the new moon coming in Aries. So, this is really, you know, a true culmination moment for so many of us. Mercury is stationing direct later on this evening. Um, and it's things are happening, you know, it's all happening. So, I can't wait to hear from you guys what's been brewing in your cauldrons, what's been coming up for you, how your uh, cr- like crazy Mercury retrograde was. I know for me, it was all that and then some. Um, I have so much to share about it. And in today's episode, really, this is really going to be um, in the spirit of Virgo, a bit of a mashup. I'm going to share a bunch of different things. I want to start off with some just practical matters and then let the conversation wherever go wherever it wants to go. I'm keeping this raw. I'm keeping it unedited. My kids are home today. It's the Jewish holiday of Purim. Uh, That's not why they're home, but it just worked out that way. They go to a school that gives them a lot of days off, which is kind of nice. But it also adds an interesting wild card to the life of a mompreneur. And um, so they're around, they're playing. It's a beautiful sunny day. And, you know, I could have so stopped myself from recording this and made it into a whole thing, which I did so many times in the past. But in the spirit of this full moon, you know, when I was tuning in to the teachings of it for myself, the message that came through so strongly was take imperfect action and trust, take imperfect action and trust, right? We have to be so loving and compassionate with ourselves to the point that so many of the things that we think are not okay in our businesses, especially, we really just have to let them go because isn't the whole point bringing in this new paradigm, this new age, right? And how is that ever going to happen if we're holding on so tight to the very limiting beliefs and ideas and rules that are, you know, that are what are the old age. You know what I'm saying? Like being a mom, I saw this um, post this morning on Facebook. I think it was also like the first post I saw. And it was like, you know, it was in a big group and the woman posted a question and it was like, would you hire a coach knowing that she was also taking care of her children? And it was, it felt to me like a bit of a provocative kind of a question, you know, you know, like when people post questions like that and you're just like, what's the point? Like, why are you really asking that? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's not even clear as to what they're really trying to say. So anyway, I just was reading through some of the comments because I immediately felt felt like a, tw- a knot in my stomach because I was like oh god cuz the the comment that showed was like no hell no like never and I was like I felt so um threatened I guess in that instant because I was like well I'm a mom and I'm a coach and sometimes my kids are around and I remembered back at the beginning of my business when my kids were really young and that was such a stress for me it was such a source of stress and frustration and um, pain really for my, for my husband, for my family, for myself. Like, and it was so unnecessary because as I was reading through those comments, you know, now kind of on the other side of it, like in terms of my own personal growth and like just, you know, things that I've worked through, I was like reading it from this place of, well, whoever said no, is just not my ideal client. Do you know what I mean? Like, my ideal client is somebody who is totally cool with the fact that yes, I'm a mom and there's nothing wrong with people who, who don't want to coach who has children around. It's just that they're not my ideal client and I don't have to feel threatened and I don't have to appeal to them or appease to anybody who's not actually my ideal client. And that, is kind of the energy that I've been sitting with a lot lately throughout this whole Mercury retrograde is like, and that was the message, you know, the full moon message for me was like, just take the imperfect action and trust, like the trust part, right? This full moon is happening in Virgo, okay? So Virgo is opposite to Pisces, the sun's in Pisces, and at the time of the full moon, the sun is hooked up with the planet Neptune. Neptune is the planet that rules Pisces. Now, Neptune is a really amazing force and energy and planet and archetype, starchetype guide, you know. Um, So Neptune, one of the keywords that we can work with is trust. Trusting that when we just let go of the fear and let go of the false sense of control, when we just trust, you know, life really does catch us and it's when we refuse to trust or when we think that we can't trust that things can get really messy and painful. And so, you know, just reflecting back and seeing that post today, I was just thinking about how that's what I wanted to talk about on this episode. I really wanted to talk more in depth about how our businesses really do get to be our happy place and how our businesses really do get to honor who we are in our wholeness. And that's the whole point. And again, I am not coming here and saying there's something wrong with somebody, you know, having the desire to work with a coach who doesn't have children around, let's say there, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that I don't need to then take that and allow for it to shame me or make me feel like I, again, you know, am not good enough, right? It's just that that's not my ideal client and I'm not her ideal coach. And, you know, these things really sneak up on us. And the thing about Neptune that I wanted to point out is Neptune and Pisces, they rule over the whole concept of like ideals. Like we talk a lot in business about like your ideal client, your ideal day, or, you know, like your ideal transaction and things like that. Ideal is something that's really worth sitting with today. I think under this full moon, like that would be an amazing kind of, place to go and reflect on and maybe journal on or, you know, just really, really clarify for yourself, like, well, who really is my ideal client? I think that a lot of times we just forget the ideal part. And we we focus so much on like who we think, you know, would buy from us. And we kind of approach our business from this very you could almost say like the shadow aspect of Virgo, which is also the shadow aspect of Pisces because they're one axis. But the shadowy aspect of Virgo is that we can be very, very hard on ourselves and we can put a tremendous amount of um, pressure and a lot of, um, you know, shoulds that's the word like shoulds and and you know cuz virgo is a very discriminating um and discerning energy not in a good or bad way. That's just how it functions. I'm not going to go so deep into the archetype and the access of that energy. Um, if you are interested in learning more about that, like if you do have a strong Virgo, if that's your dominant sign, or if that's your sun or moon or rising, or you find that you attract a lot of Virgos or you, you know, anything like if you feel like you want to learn more about Virgo for whatever reason, you want to reclaim that for yourself. I actually highly recommend the Virgo on fleek kit that I created. Created for business. Um, And even if you're not in business, it's just it's a really powerful source of information for reclaiming Virgo for yourself and really understanding it energetically. So I'm not gonna go so deep into that here, but just knowing that the essence and the function of Virgo is to be discerning and is to kind of prioritize and organize uh, the physical plane, you know, we have to be really conscious of not allowing that to work against us and to turn into a lot of shoulds or barriers to our success in which we think that we have all these kind of check boxes or check, you know, um, the things that we have to check off in order to succeed or be worthy or be legit and things like that. Um, so we don't want that. And we really want to approach our business from this place of Piscean openness, Piscean trust, and really, um, you know, allow for our Pisces ideals and our vision of what we really do want for ourselves. You know, the dream, Pisces rules like the dream, um, allowing the dream to lead. And then the, the Virgo, right, which is the um, the actual handling and, and carrying out and doing and action taking and, you know, creating in the physical plane and, and using that discernment and using those Virgo faculties of sort of separating the wheat from the chaff, however you say that, um, we want to use that to support the dream, to support the ideal, not the other way around. We don't want to, approach the business from this place of, well, I have to, you know, fit myself into this mold and then, you know, what I think is possible for me and what I'm going to allow myself to go for and dream and what I'm going to think is my ideal client or my ideal business, right? To follow what I think is possible, right? So it's a really significant, important shift that you can make right away. And this full moon is just a wonderfully supportive time to do that. It's a portal. Um, so you might want to take a look at your own chart to see where this is being activated. You're going to want to look at 90 degrees of Virgo on your chart. You can also take a peek at 19 degrees of Pisces at your chart as well and just take a look at both of those houses. They'll be opposite to each other and really just reflect on what that means for you, right? First, look inside of yourself before you go Google. And before you go looking at everybody else's experience, really feel for it for yourself and see what's just coming up for you. Um, you know, it's really just amazing because last night I I've been having crazy dreams and I, I think my whole life I have, but (laughs) lately during the retrograde, I've really been having crazy dreams. And, um, Last night, I remember at one point in my dream, I had a dream about a huge worm. It was really creepy and gross. Um, it was it was almost like a human-sized worm. And I don't remember much about what was going on in the dream, but I do distinctly remember the worm. And I wasn't scared of it so much as just, you know, like when you see a bug or you see a worm, like it was that feeling of like, ooh, like creepy. And it actually even woke me up, but then I just went back to sleep. <laughs> and then this morning, my dear friend, Tracy messaged me and she said, Hey, good morning. You know, um, I heard that it's a, I think she said a full worm moon and she was just, you know, curious to learn more about it. And, I was like, oh my gosh, that's so weird. Cause that's, that's literally what I dreamt about. And I don't really go by the, um, I believe that those are names from the native American tradition and I don't really follow those as much. Um, so I, I mean, who knows, maybe I subconsciously kind of read it in the millions of articles and stuff that I see every day, but I, I wasn't consciously aware that this was the full worm moon. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, and You know, that was just, uh, to me, you know, that's the kind of messages that I really want for you to be aware of. I want for you to tune into those kinds of things, like your dreams, you know, synchronicities, maybe patterns or or words or even colors or numbers or songs, things that are coming up for you. That's your experience of the full moon each month and the new moon and, and, you know, all the various events that go on. You know, it's so tempting to want to go and google things and that's like a very virgo thing to do you know virgo is ruled by mercury it's very information oriented it's very um Virgo loves, that's the part of our, our, every every one of us who, you know, wants to go Google things, wants to learn and study and get the information and then apply it into a practical way and, you know, improve something, create something. And that's so beautiful and important, but we don't want to lose touch with that more intuitive Piscean side of, you know, the learning experience and the life experience, which is direct revelation, right? Right like a dream, you know, or something like that I just described, that is just as valuable. And again, if we allow that to lead, at least sometimes, you know, and we kind of balance that, then we won't miss out on at least half or more of, you know, what we are individually meant to be processing and receiving and upgrading throughout these portals, right? Imagine if you just went through life, like only ever Consuming information and stuff rather than being, you know, in direct uh, receiving of it for yourself, right? So that's another way that you can work with this. All right. So, what else did I want to talk about today? I did want to mention, you know, on the topic of just studying, Matt and I, who, by the way, Matt, my husband, has Virgo rising. So, um, he is a very learned person. He's really, really smart. And I, I'm so excited because we've decided recently to start a free study group in which we're going to be studying the Cabalion and the emerald tablets of Thoth. And that's going to be free. Um, we're still figuring out the mechanism and like the structure of how we're going to do it. Um, so, However, we do want to get whoever is interested and, you know, wants to be part of it, um, you know, onto a wait list so that as soon as we have it all set up, we can let you know and we can start that. We really want to get that going as soon as possible and we're going to just, you know, Just in a true study group style, we're gonna just be working through the content, reflecting, sharing. There's, you know, some accountability there so that you, you know, stay on track. And that book is really powerful for learning the universal laws of success and creation. And um, if you're interested, just let me know, send me an email, or if you're friends with me on Facebook. Or even if you're not, you know, friend request me or whatever. And that way we can get you involved as well. So I'm really excited about that. So I did want to go back for a second to the main topic of today's episode, which is about really allowing for your business to be your happy place and how, why I truly believe that anything in your business that you don't really love genuinely and that really doesn't feel actually true to you is. A mechanism that you are using sub- subconsciously or consciously on some level to play small and to keep yourself from your next level of joy and wealth and freedom because you don't feel worthy of more just yet. I really, really, really believe that. Now, there's going to be a million opinions out there. There's people out there who really preach and believe that, you know, it's so important to not feel that way in your business for some reason. And and I get that and I'm not here to like, you know, say my opinion is better than anybody's, but in my personal experience, every day that goes by as I shed things in my business, such as, right, I was talking about before, like the belief somehow that I need to apologize for being a mom and a business owner at the same time, things like that, um, things about my ideal client, Right the more I shed that and then take on my truth in the, of the matter, (laughs) just with complete trust and not like judging, the better I feel in my business. And actually the more it just flows for me and the more I want to show up and the more I want to be part of it. So, you know, many years ago in my business, I heard about this from from I just kind of picked up on it, you know, in the collective. Um actually there's a coach Shannon De Palma who I I've always loved her work and I remember in one of her programs, she mentioned this. She brought this concept off of like never doing anything in your business that you don't really love to do. I was really not ready for that at the time, to be honest. Like when I first heard it, I was kind of like rolled my eyes a little bit because I was like, well, what is like, how is that even possible? You know, but now I, I finally get that. And I'm like, that's really, really, really true. And it's I think it's becoming more and more the case for many of us that with what's going on in the cosmos, which the most significant event of our year is really the Saturn-Pluto conjunction, with this happening, you know, in the cosmos as within, so without, what it's really activating inside of us is just this real raw, um, I think, unwillingness to settle for anything that's not our truth. Like that's just how I would say it in a nutshell. And it's almost like this visceral uh, intolerance or even you could even say like to the degree of like being allergic to anything that's just not aligned for you. Like anything that is really not coming from your soul and and is aligned and like that's not aligned with your true purpose, your true desires your true direction in life right your karma your dharma all those things it's just it's almost as if like it's it's just unsustainable and it just won't fly Um, so that's what's happening in the collective. And I think that many of us are feeling that way and we're feeling like, you know what? Like, I just don't have the energy for it anymore. Like, I just cannot put on that happy face. I can't just wear that mask anymore. I can't just play that role. Like, I'm, I, I, I'm not here for it. Right. And on the other hand, you know, in the positive, it's like, you know what? I just want more of my truth. I want more of my own alignment. I want more of my own sense of fulfillment. And if you're feeling that way, then you're going to really love the rest of this episode. Um, cause that's really just what's, what's happening for me. So, you know, as I've grown and, you know, continued on my business path, I've really come to find that for me personally, when I try to, uh, not be myself, like it just really doesn't work. And <laughs> And it's been a process of, again, like shedding and we could just becoming aware over and over again, like, oh, that's there, like, oh, there's that that mask or there's that placeholder or there's that hidden little, you know, sneaky belief that I didn't realize was there around, you know, so, some things that are so small and so, like, non-obvious um, that I, I just wasn't even paying attention to, you know, like when it came to, like... Um, Let's say how I was running my business in terms of the model that I was going with. You know, for so long, I was trying to deny my Gemini nature, um, which is very multifaceted, multi passionate, likes to quickly change things, likes to have a lot of things going on at once, prefers, um, a lot of things happening at once and a lot of social interaction happening at once rather than one long sustained, uh, you know, anything. And I was trying to be somebody else because I was trying to sell things that were stifling and denying and rejecting that creative essence inside of myself. And, you know, the, the most important thing that we need to always know in life, right? Speaking of Virgo, which is like very, very interested in knowing things and learning things, knowing ourselves, right? Know thyself. Get to know who you are. Get to know who you really, really are. What do you really value? What do you really need? What do you really care about? What do you really love? What do you really hate, right? What do you really... Seek. What do you really require to be your best self? And don't judge it. Just know it and just go with it. And it is totally possible for us to build businesses in that manner because we can Hire people, first of all, you can outsource people to do things that are not your natural zone of genius. I've spoken about that many times. But beyond that, you know, there's so much space in the marketplace for really unique, really alternative, really outside of the box models, right? I mean, we just have so. Much opportunity by way of technology and social media and physical as well, you know, like we, you know, brick and mortar, like there, it's just it's such an innovative marketplace now that Uranus is in Taurus. You know, that is what business is now about, that is what commerce is about. It's about how innovative can you be, right? And so, we have to go with that, and we have to liberate ourselves every moment of every day from the rules and limitations and and confines and old vows and beliefs and stories that, that have been embedded and that we've taken on and that we've inherited or, you know, accumulated over time around what's okay and what's possible and who we are and, you know, what it will work or what won't work, you know? And that's really what I think is worth putting energy and stock into is just really, really uncovering who you are and how you function best and then going with that 110%. And again, you know, allying with people who compliment you, you know, hiring people who their zone of genius happens to be the very thing that maybe you can't stand to do or slows you down or, you know, whatever trips you up or frustrates you or whatever. I don't think you need to learn to overcome those things. I'm so, I'm moving past that at light speed. I really have given up and surrendered into this Mercury retrograde, particularly that struggle and that belief that, you know, I need to learn to, you know, be who I'm not and to kind of like conquer and master these things that are just really not they're not within me and they're not they don't excite me, they don't energize me. So I want to give you some practical examples as well just for my own business just as of late of what I'm letting go of and what's really been exciting me and just bringing such a new rush of life into my work, into my business, into everything. And as I mentioned, you know, my son is in Gemini and I actually did a free workshop. It was really long. I think it was like over two hours in the Exalted Entrepreneurs group last week about um, this very topic as well. Um, You know, how we can stop apologizing for who we are and what we need to feel fully expressed and rather just go with it. So we touched on each of the signs and the houses and that and um You know, so for me, just really embracing my Gemini energy, you know, I realized at a certain point that trying to, to, uh, do one thing at a time was not only boring for me, but it was literally actually like stifling my creativity and it was actually like a detriment. Um, and that's what really clicked for me was like, your sun sign is such a great indicator of the fuel that, that creative fuel that really keeps your inner creator creatrix going and you know you really have to be careful not to just like cut that off or you know um not give yourself that fuel because that is so important for business. I mean, entrepreneurship is ruled by Leo and the sun, and, and it's literally what fuels us and what gives us our great ideas. And, you know, the Leo Aquarius axis, again, just to bring it full circle Aquarius is innovation. So we could say that, you know, staying true to ourselves and giving ourselves the permission to actually do the things that feel good to us through our sun sign fuels the innovation fuels that forward momentum and that progress that is so needed in entrepreneurship and indeed is, I think, the whole point of entrepreneurship. So like, I've been letting go actively moment by moment, like I said, of all of these confining rules that I somehow started to take on my, um, on myself through the social media, I think of being a business owner. Um, you know, I've learned to keep my head above the water. I've learned to kind of navigate the whole social aspect, which I think is like such an interesting topic to talk about as well. Um, of being an online business owner, I think that we need to learn the skills and I think that it's going to become more and more of a needed skill to teach and to navigate, you know, the social component, which can be very distracting. It can be very um, confusing, overwhelming. And I think that for me, you know, I had to learn such strong boundaries and I had to learn to always come back to myself and to always stay true to myself in a very social interactive environment. And I'm sure I'm not alone with that. And I think that, again, that's just going to be a more increasingly more important conversation as more and more businesses go online and, you know, leverage social media for sales. You know, we have to do it consciously and be conscious consumers of information. Whole nother topic though, But I noticed that for myself, as I was able to kind of get my head above the water, I noticed that I was taking on and and acquiring a lot of um, beliefs and rules through that social interactive experience. And as soon as I was able to kind of just, you know, center myself and kind of, you know, like find my ground a bit and say, hey, wait a minute, you know, like I am doing a lot of things that my Gemini son just does not actually like to do, Um, you know, such as, you know, the belief that when you're selling something, you know, the rule is one thing at a time, you know, I picked that up somewhere, you know, and I really took it to be Bible. Like I was like, oh, okay, that's, that's a thing. And so I'm letting go of that. You know, I am allowing myself to sell as much as I want as many things as I want, as often as I want, whatever feels good to me. Because that is actually, again, what fuels me and what keeps me innovative. At what's it. And not just innovative in terms of my ideas and you know what I'm putting out into the marketplace, but literally within myself. It's what keeps me fresh with myself. And it's what keeps me in love with my business. And it is a disservice for me to not allow for that to happen and not for for that to flow. So that's just one example, you know, in terms of the practicality is like, I am now, you know, thinking of ways to be innovative about, well, okay, so how can I stay true to my Gemini self who likes to do a lot of different things. I want to have many different ways for people to work with me. You know, um, I got rid of a lot of offerings and things just because I learned again, somehow that that wasn't the best way. And I'm not blaming anybody. I'm taking full responsibility for allowing for the, the, um, outside external, uh, truth or whatever, or, you know, um, teachings to overpower and be louder than my own inner voice, which was always telling me what I needed to know to actually succeed. One of the biggest things that I'm letting go of that I'm so excited about is I am not a hierarchical type of person. I am Aquarian dominant, as I share all the time, and I really do believe that every person is completely divine and has their own unique journey and is exactly where they need to be at this time. Something I noticed a lot in business programs in particular is that they are organized in terms of certain parameters that are very... um, Hierarchical by nature, I think. Like, for example, you know, how much money you've made or how big of an audience you've had or certain milestones you've achieved in your business. I am completely throwing that out the window because I think that that's just one way of approaching business coaching. As a business coach, My content and what I teach particularly has nothing to do necessarily with how many clients you've had in the past, how big of an audience you have, how much money you've made in your business. What it is more like is actually kind of like a yoga class, right? You know how when you go to a yoga class, like your practice is your practice. Every person will tune into their own body and know what degree of advancement they want to do for their practice for a certain pose you know how much they want to like lean into a pose or whatever when they need to take a break what they're ready for i i really believe that that is a a more conducive structure For my work, I don't know about anybody else, and I honestly don't really care about how other coaches are doing it unless, you know, they're my client and I'm here to help them find their truth and what works best for them, their clients, and their particular service and content and teachings and work. For me, I'm leaning so deeply into this and my new program, well, it's an upgraded program of eminence, which is my mastermind. You know, I am not asking people, where are you at in your business? Because that means nothing to me. There is no reason for me to worry about that or even hold any space for that because each person is on their own journey and is going to come into the program and find their rhythm and find what they need, right? Because the work that I do with astrology is so personal and unique. And so that's one of the things that, you know, I never liked and I never felt comfortable with and I never felt was true to me. But again, it was just so established. It was such a status quo that like, I thought that that's how I had to make my programs. And now I'm just so excited to completely let that go and to, you know, help others recognize that that's not the only way of doing things in the business coaching space. And when people come into my programs, you know, it's not like this one size fits all thing that everybody has to be in the same place to learn and to grow. It's a totally different paradigm and it's a totally different approach to teaching and learning and self-developing and business coaching. But it feels so true to me and to my work. And so that's just another example of how I'm shifting and letting go of something that really just never felt true to me, never aligned for me, and actually bothered me about the coaching space. Um, And I understand why... Others do that, and I get i 'm not here to bash that I, I get it, and for some types of programs, those types of prerequisites are important because they 're teaching something that maybe requires you to have done certain things. but again, when I finally understood and was able to look at my work from a more objective standpoint and really see that there 's no need for that stuff anyway because The way I teach is completely individualized and this work is so universal and every person is going to find themselves and what they need. And every person I believe has something to teach others and something to learn from others. And that's the kind of environment I enjoy being in. And you know, that's how I roll as an Aquarian, you know, and that's what I want to find myself energizing and involved with. Right. So that's just another example of how I am really Completely revolutionizing and allowing my unique energy and my truth to inform my business on that cellular level. And so I announced the other day on Facebook that I'm reopening my herbal business. And, you know, I think that I let go of that business for many different reasons. Some of them were just really practical, just because um, the, the, um, the logistics of running, a like more physical business with kids and things like that. Like, I think it just wasn't, you know, in a place to do it. But, um, that was also probably largely because I, Thought that I couldn't have two businesses, you know, like just different things like that. But like, why the hell not? You know what I mean? Like, my, I'm just starting to think of things more in terms of like, why not? And um, I'm so excited. So I'm gonna be selling more of my vibrational medicines and essences and elixirs that I have always loved creating. I've always excited me so much, and um, that only was able to come through and I was only able to really make that really exciting fun decision for myself because of um, my willingness to really allow for my true nature to overshine right? My fears and my limitations and the things that, and the rules that I was subscribing to again. So I really want for you to think about what is it in your business that you are saying no to, right? That you really do want to do. And how are you again, either allowing or disallowing for your business to be your true happy place, right? I, I really believe that now in this age, you know, it's not a luxury. It's not a matter of a luxury of being happy in your business of, uh, meaning, you know, feeling at home in your business, feeling fulfilled, feeling like it is your happy place. You don't have to be happy all the time. That's not what I'm saying, but I mean more like that. You feel at home. You feel like your business really is true to you and is a reflection of who you really are and how you express yourself and how you share your unique gifts. Right. Are you allowing for that? Because I, I don't believe it's a luxury. I believe it's actually our responsibility. I believe that more and more, this is going to be a matter of taking responsibility for your own fulfillment and true fulfillment in my book really comes from actually embodying and being your own best client, your own, you know, walking testimonial, your own best friend, you know, the person that you just are, right? Rather than walking around apologetically and always trying to fit yourself into other people's boxes that, right, that you've decided are more important than your own boxes, right? And, and screw the boxes, just forget all the boxes. Like, just be who you are. There's no limitation on who you are allowed to be and what your business can look like, can feel like. So that exercise that I mentioned earlier of really getting clear on your ideals, if that feels good for you, you know what I mean? Like if that feels heavy, don't do it. But, you know, just feeling into, you know, what would your business actually feel like, right? What's the pace of your business, right? I mean, is it, very social? Is it, you know, what's the timing of things? You know, what are you actually creating? What are the deliverables like? Like what are the um, offerings, right? What are you actually putting your energy into? Just what would actually feel good for you? And I think that for so many of us, it's really a trial and error process. And the key there is to not attach judgment or shame yourself in any way for trying something and maybe not liking it or maybe finding that, you know, that really wasn't actually the thing that lights you up. And astrology is such a beautiful tool in helping us to remember who we are in terms of giving us guidance around what we really do value, what we really do enjoy, what does it inspire us, what does get our juices flowing, right? What does move us, right? When we allow for ourselves to be expressed. And so astrology is such a beautiful place to kind of go back to that. And I'm actually going to be doing a whole free five-day interactive workshop challenge experience in my free group, the exalted entrepreneurs group. And I'd love for you to come and be part of it. Um, this is actually like a pre announcement for it, but I'm so excited. And it's going to be really about just recalibrating your whole business around your truth and using astrology, working with astrology, your unique chart to recenter yourself and, and just kind of ensure and audit that what you're actually doing in your business does feel good to you, does make sense to you, does align with your natural flow, your natural gifts, your natural way of moving through life, of understanding things, of expressing yourself, of communicating all of the things, right? So... I would love for you to come and be part of that, and it's going to be really in-depth, totally free, Um, so I'm so excited, and for the time being, you know, what I would really, really say is just give yourself that permission, you know, the most important thing is for you to just really feel worthy of the fact that your business, and, you know, meaning the channels of receiving money, the channels of sustaining yourself, the channels of, sharing your work in the world of having meaningful interactions and exchanges of energy with others really does get to be enjoyable. It really is allowed to be, again, your happy place, your home, you know, um, a a beautiful experience. And that doesn't mean you're never going to be uncomfortable. It doesn't mean that you're going to, um, you know, be in euphoria all the time, but it does mean that, This gets to be where you get to just be yourself. And I really just want for you to recognize on any level, wherever you are at right now, and however able or, you know, available you are for this message to come through, to truly, you know, feel into that, just open your heart to that and just entertain, right, that possibility. That maybe, just maybe, right, <laughs> um, you are so legit already, and all the things that maybe you thought you had to apologize about or 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 fix or change, or you know bend yourself to fit into or right, um learn how to be all those things maybe were just illusions, and your success is so much closer to you than you were realizing, right? It's in fact, it's, it's just right in front of you and it's just a matter of you allowing it. Right. And so I hope that this episode will inspire you to see your business in a new way and to ask those questions of where can I just be more true to myself in my business? Where can I shift things, right? Release things, put new things in, you know, uh, say yes to things, say no to things, right? That actually allow for this business to be a true expression of who you are now. All right. So, come hang out with us in the Exalted Entrepreneurs Group. Thank you so much for being here and for supporting this podcast. I'm so excited to officially wrap up season one. Season two is going to be completely interview based. And I am really looking for the most progressive out there ahead of the curve, out of the box, free thinking change makers in business today. I want the Dr. Bronner's of today. I want the people who are serving in unique ways, serving unique populations. I want people who are approaching business from a totally different angle. I want people who can get us to totally question everything we think about business So if you know someone or you are that person who is serving differently, who is bringing a completely unique product to the market, who is creating a business model that is really, really unique and different. Um, And that goes from the service itself, but also to how you're showing up online, how you're utilizing and leveraging technology and social media, as well as people who are at the forefront of movements, who are shifting consciousness around really important social environmental issues, people who are saying things and doing things and moving things in unique ways. Please reach out to me because I want you for the show. And I want to thank each and every one of you for being here and definitely hit that subscribe button for more amazing content coming your way from the Exalted Entrepreneur Show. Um, Coming out with us, like I said, and if you feel moved to, ratings and reviews are so deeply appreciated. And again, thank you for being here. Blessed full moon. Send your wishes out and, you know, stay open. Open your heart to what's possible for you and you will be ever delighted when you start to see your business in this way. So much love to you guys. Thanks for being here and I'll catch you next week. Hello everyone. Blessed full moon. I am so excited for this episode and for this season finale. (laughs) It, It really just occurred to me as soon as I opened my eyes this morning that this would be the perfect episode to wrap up the first season of the Exalted Entrepreneur Show with because this is the final full moon before we start a new cycle next month. Actually, this month. It's already March. Um, <laughs> this month, we have um, the new moon coming in Aries. So this is really you know, a true culmination moment for so many of us. Mercury is stationing direct later on this evening. Um, and it's, things are happening, you know, it's all happening, so I can't wait to hear from you guys, what's been brewing in your cauldrons, what's been coming up for you, how your, uh, like, crazy mercury retrograde was, I know for me it was all that and then some. Um, I have so much to share about it, and in today's episode, really, this is really going to be, um in the spirit of Virgo, a bit of a mashup. I'm going to share a bunch of different things. I want to start off with some just practical matters and then let the conversation wherever go wherever it wants to go. I'm keeping this raw. I'm keeping it unedited. My kids are home today. It's the Jewish holiday of Purim. Uh, that's not why they're home, but it just worked out that way. They go to a school that gives them a lot of days off, which is kind of nice. But it also adds an interesting wild card to the life of a mompreneur. And um, so they're around, they're playing, it's a beautiful sunny day. And, you know, I could have so stopped myself from recording this and made it into a whole thing, which I did so many times in the past. But in the spirit of this full moon, you know, and I was tuning in to the teachings of it for myself, The message that came through so strongly was take imperfect action and trust. Take imperfect action and trust, right? We have to be so loving and compassionate with ourselves to the point that so many of the things that we think are not okay in our businesses especially We really just have to let them go because isn't the whole point bringing in this new paradigm, this new age, right? And how is that ever going to happen if we're holding on so tight to the very limiting beliefs and ideas and rules that are, you know, that are what are the old age? You know what I'm saying? Like, being a mom I saw this um post this morning on Facebook I think it was also like the first post I saw and it was like you know it was in a big group and the woman posted a question and it was like would you hire a coach knowing that she was also taking care of her children and it was it felt to me like a bit of a provocative kind of a question you know you know like when people post questions like that and you're just like what's the point like why are you really asking that you know what I mean like it's like it's not even clear as to what they're really trying to say. So anyway, I just was reading through some of the comments because I immediately felt felt like a, tw- a knot in my stomach because I was like, oh god! Because the the comment that showed was like, no, hell no, like never. And I was like, I felt so um, threatened, I guess, in that instant because I was like, well, I'm a mom and I'm a coach, and sometimes my kids are around, and I remembered back. At the beginning of my business, when my kids were really young. And that was such a stress for me. It was such a source of stress and frustration and um pain really for my for my husband for my family for myself like and it was so unnecessary because as I was reading through those comments you know now kind of on the other side of it like in terms of my own personal growth and like just you know things that I've worked through I was like reading it from this place of well whoever said no is just not my ideal client do you know what I mean like My ideal client is somebody who is totally cool with the fact that, yes, I'm a mom. And there's nothing wrong with people who who don't want a coach who has children around. It's just that they're not my ideal client and I don't have to feel threatened and I don't have to appeal to them or appease to anybody who's not actually my ideal client. And that is kind of the energy that I've been sitting with a lot lately throughout this whole Mercury Retrograde Is like, and that was the message, you know, the full moon message for me was like, just take the imperfect action and trust, like the trust part, right? This full moon is happening in Virgo, okay? So Virgo is opposite to Pisces, the sun's in Pisces. And at the time of the full moon, the sun is opposite Neptune. Neptune is the planet that rules Pisces. Now Neptune is a really amazing force and energy and planet and archetype, starchetype, guide, you know. Um, so Neptune, one of the keywords that we can work with is trust. Trusting that when we just let go of the fear and let go of the false sense of control, When we just trust, you know, life really does catch us and it's when we refuse to trust or when we think that we can't trust that things can get really messy and painful. And so, you know, just reflecting back and seeing that post today, I was just thinking about how that's what I wanted to talk about on this episode. I really wanted to talk more in depth about how our businesses really do get to be our happy place and how our businesses really do get to honor who we are in our wholeness. And that's the whole point. And again, I am not coming here and saying there's something wrong with somebody, you know, having the desire to work with a coach who doesn't have children around, let's say. there There's nothing wrong with that. It's just that I don't need to then take that and allow for it to shame me or make me feel like I, again, you know, am not good enough, right? It's just that that's not my ideal client and I'm not her ideal coach and you know these things really sneak up on us and the thing about Neptune that I wanted to point out is Neptune and Pisces they rule over the whole concept of like ideals like we talk a lot in business about like your ideal client your ideal day or you know like your ideal transaction and things like that ideal is something that's really worth sitting with today I think under this full moon like that would be an amazing kind of place to go and reflect on and maybe journal on or you know just really really clarify for yourself like well who really is my ideal client I think that a lot of times we just forget the ideal part and we we focus so much on like who we think you know would buy from us and we kind of approach our business from this very you could almost say like the shadow aspect of Virgo which is also the shadow aspect of Pisces because they're one axis. But the shadowy aspect of Virgo is that we can be very, very hard on ourselves and we can put a tremendous amount of um, pressure and a lot of, um, you know, shoulds. That's the word, like shoulds. And, and you know, because Virgo is a very discriminating um, – and discerning energy not in a good or bad way that's just how it functions i'm not going to go so deep into the archetype and the access of that energy um if you are interested in learning more about that like if you do have a strong virgo if that's your dominant sign or if that's your sun or moon or rising or you find that you attract a lot of virgos or you you know anything like if you feel like you want to learn more about virgo for whatever reason you want to reclaim that for yourself, I actually highly recommend the Virgo on fleek kit that I created for business. Um, and even if you're not in business, it's just it's a really powerful source of information for reclaiming Virgo for yourself and really understanding it energetically. So I'm not going to go so deep into that here, but just knowing that the essence and the function of Virgo is to be discerning and is to kind of prioritize and organize. Uh, the physical plane, you know, we have to be really conscious of not allowing that to work against us and to turn into a lot of shoulds or barriers to our success in which we think that we have all these kind of check boxes or check, you know, um, the things that we have to check off in order to succeed or be worthy or be legit and things like that. Um, so we don't want that. And we really want to approach our business from this place of Piscean openness, Piscean trust, and really um, you know, allow for our Pisces ideals and our vision of what we really do want for ourselves. You know, the dream, Pisces rules like the dream. Um, allowing the dream to lead and then the the Virgo, right, which is the um the actual handling and, and carrying out and doing and action taking and you know creating in the physical plane and, and using that discernment and using those Virgo faculties of sort of separating the wheat from the chaff however you say that. Um, we want to use that to support the dream to support the ideal not the other way around. We don't want to approach the business from this place of, well, I have to, you know, fit myself into this mold and then, you know, what I think is possible for me and what I'm going to allow myself to go for and dream and what I'm going to think is my ideal client or my ideal business, right, to follow what I think is possible, right? So it's a really significant, important shift that you can make right away. And this full moon is just a wonderfully supportive time to do that. It's a portal. Um, so you might want to take a look at your own chart to see where this is being activated. You're going to want to look at 90 degrees of Virgo on your chart. You can also take a peek at 19 degrees of Pisces at your chart as well. And just take a look at both of those houses. They'll be opposite to each other. And really just reflect on what that means for you right first look inside of yourself before you go google and before you go looking at everybody else's experience really feel for it for yourself and see what's just coming up for you um you know it's really just amazing because last night i i've been having crazy dreams and i i think my whole life i have but (laughs) lately during the retrograde i've really been having crazy dreams and um Last night, I remember at one point in my dream, I had a dream about a huge worm. It was really creepy and gross. Um, it was it was almost like a human-sized worm. And I don't remember much about what was going on in the dream, but I do distinctly remember the worm. And I wasn't scared of it so much as just, you know, like when you see a bug or you see a worm, like it was that feeling of like, ooh, like creepy. And it actually even woke me up. But then I just went back to sleep. <laughs> and then this morning, my dear friend Tracy messaged me. And she said, hey, good morning. You know, um, I heard that it's a, I think she said a full worm moon. And she was just, you know, curious to learn more about it. And... I was like, oh my gosh, that's so weird because that's that's literally what I dreamt about. And I don't really go by the um, – I believe that those are names from the Native American tradition and I don't really follow those as much. Um, so I – I mean, who knows? Maybe I subconsciously kind of read it in the millions of articles and stuff that I see every day. But I, I wasn't consciously aware that this was the full worm moon. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, and – You know, that was just, to me, you know, that's the kind of messages that I really want for you to be aware of. I want for you to tune into those kinds of things, like your dreams, you know, synchronicities, maybe patterns or or words or even colors or numbers or songs, things that are coming up for you. That's your experience of the full moon each month and the new moon and, and, you know, all the various events that go on. You know, it's so tempting to want to go and google things and that's like a very virgo thing to do you know virgo is ruled by mercury it's very information oriented it's very um Virgo loves, that's the part of our, our, every every one of us who, you know, wants to go Google things, wants to learn and study and get the information and then apply it into a practical way and, you know, improve something, create something. And that's so beautiful and important. But we don't want to lose touch with that more intuitive Piscean side of, you know, the learning experience and the life experience, which is direct revelation, right, like a dream, you know, or something like that I just described that is just as valuable. And again, if we allow that to lead, at least sometimes, you know, and we kind of balance that, then we won't miss out on at least half or more of, you know, what we are individually meant to be processing and receiving and upgrading throughout these portals, right? Imagine if you just went through life, like only ever – consuming information and stuff rather than being, you know, in direct receiving of it for yourself, right? So that's another way that you can work with this. All right. So what else did I want to talk about today? I did want to mention, you know, on the topic of just studying, Matt and I, who by the way, Matt, my husband, has Virgo rising. So um, he is a very learned person. He's really, really smart. And I... I'm so excited because we've decided recently to start a free study group in which we're going to be studying the Caballion and the Emerald Tablets of Thoth. And that's going to be free. Um, we're still figuring out the mechanism and like the structure of how we're going to do it. Um, so however, we do want to get whoever is interested and, you know, wants to be part of it. Um, you know, onto a wait list so that as soon as we have it all set up, you, we can let you know and we can start that. We really want to get that going as soon as possible. And we're going to just, you know, just in a true study group style, we're going to just be working through the content, reflecting, sharing. There's, you know, some accountability there so that you, you know, stay on track. And that book is really powerful for learning the universal laws of success and creation and um, if you're interested just let me know send me an email or if you're friends with me on Facebook or even if you're not you know friend request me or whatever and that way we can get you involved as well so I'm really excited about that.